Hey friends, it's Coley. Welcome to episode 101 of Still With You. Last week we honored our 100th episode and we are still celebrating this exciting occasion. If you have not already pre-ordered a Still With You tea, add this to your list of action items. We are accepting pre-orders for a limited time until August 24th. And I want to remind you so that you have every opportunity to snag yourself a SWYT. Pre-order by visiting my website, coleybrowning.com. All profits from shirt sales will be donated to nonprofit organizations that fight to end human trafficking along the Gulf Coast. This cause is important to me, and I really hope that it resonates with you as well. Today on the show, I am speaking with a friend that I have been eager to know better. His music is absolutely amazing, and last week he released his fourth album, Joy. Billboard charting artist and music producer Phil J is an Alabama native born and raised in Mobile. His infatuation for music was cultivated at a very early age, being exposed to music his father shared with him, as well as learning about Christ-centered music from artists such as Lecrae and Andy Minio. In 2012, Phil J strong interest in becoming an artist became a surreal reality when he released his first mixtape, The Sponsor. This project garnered a good bit of attention and ever since then, his growth has become evident as an artist. He prides himself on taking risks when creating music, even when it's a complete curveball, but that's what excites him most. The process in creating different types of songs forces him to push the envelope as an artist, songwriter, and producer. The fruits of his labor have awarded him superstars such as Grant, Gostin, and Andy Grammer have shared his music to their fans. He's also been able to produce and feature on a song with Christian hip-hop pioneer The Truth. In this conversation with Phil J, we cover his journey of creating music, the excitement of expecting a beautiful baby boy with his wife Shayna, and the story behind his latest album, Joy. This project is so much more than a mix of creative beats and melodies. It carries the message of hope erupting from personal experiences of severe loss and sadness. For my friends who have been fighting through grief and learning to find joy in unprecedented circumstances. This episode is for you. You are going to love Phil J's perspective, his passion for honoring God and serving people, and of course, his creative music ability. I hope you stay to hear the full conversation between Phil J and I, and then go spin joy on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm so grateful for the hard work and heart behind this album. It carries a story with many layers, pain and hurt and has every bit of the hand of the Father upon it. I hope that you love this conversation. Please welcome artist and music producer, the Bama boy himself, Phil J. Phil J, born in Alabama, you can hear it in my grammar. Welcome to Still With You. How are you doing? I love it. <laughs> I am doing well. I'm doing well. It's an honor and privilege to be a, a, a part of this. It, it really is. Tell me, why do we call you Phil J? Why are you not Phil Baggins? Uh, I actually went through a few names before we landed on Phil J. First, I, I was Juno. I named myself Juno after a favorite character from a video game we used to play. When I was when I was a little kid. All right, so that's not what J stands for, though. Junior. No, 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 no. All right, it, but the, the the J stands for junior. So I'm I'm a junior. So but I, I went through a, a few names until I landed on something that actually made sense. I almost called myself Phil Junior. I was like, let's just take, take off the R and it'll, uh-huh. it'll actually sound cooler. So that's how we landed on Phil J. I like it. It's catchy. I don't know where to begin because you have a baby boy coming and then you have Joy, which you just announced right before we're recording this. Yeah. So 
I mean, where do you want to start? Because I want to hear about both. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, we, we got to start with uh, Baby Boy. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it's... Um... It's a, it's a blessing. It's, we weren't expecting it to happen this soon, but it's like, I mean, we're grateful. God's good. And I'm just excited to be a father. I've, I've always wanted to be a father since I was I was a little kid because I loved how my father raised me. So it's like, I, I can't wait to have that opportunity to raise my own little child. How long have you and Shana been married? Well, it'll be two years in August. That's amazing. And then baby boy is due December, December 4th. My birthday is December 10th. So if y'all are past, we might be sharing a birthday. <laughs> December birthdays are so much fun. I love that. It's a lot of gift giving. That's going to be uh, yeah. his birthday. Oh, oh, have mercy. Well, you're going to be a great dad. <laughs> Thank you. And speaking of fathers, I learned that your dad had a huge impact of what brought you into the music industries. I mean, you mentioned like kind of tossing around the names that you were looking at. Like, when did you kind of own your artistry? This is actually a funny story. Pretty much my entire family, they, they sing or play an play instrument. Growing up, uh, my dad would always drag us to go sing at a church somewhere. And we're like, I always try my best not to sing because I'm like, I, I was always envious of my brother and my sister. I felt like, I felt like they, they sang way better than me. So like... Do you have three siblings? Are you one of three? Yes. Yeah, I am. I didn't always want to sing when I was younger. Now... That's what I'm doing most of now, which, which, which is crazy. But my dad played a huge part in it as far as like pushing me to try to actually, you know, do what I what he he knew I was called to do, which was sing. You know, I, I started off rapping. That's where Phil J really started. Yeah. I, I, I really pursued uh, doing rap music. When I started singing more mm-hmm. is when I really started to like branch out and actually uh, experiment with different things I've always wanted to experiment with. Like in high school, I loved how my band director... Uh, wrote certain songs where like they're the harmony I, I loved hearing harmonies yeah and so i was like yeah can i do that with, with my voice make harmonies with, with my voice and my dad was a choir director at the church i grew up in yeah. I, I loved how he picked out harmonies for certain sections in the choir and now it was cool to me but he all he, he also uh raised us on like stevie wonder michael jackson uh the whispers midnight star like these are like yeah. a super old artists but like I love the music back then because like it was just very harmony driven. It was very melodic. But and so that played a huge huge part in the music in, in the music I create today. And I believe you because I've seen on Instagram, especially during 2020, when you were doing Creative Wednesdays. I mean, I don't know if you're still doing those, but my goodness, I was amazed at just how it would be so consistent. And it was like you yeah. woke up in the morning. Literally, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but woke, woke up in the morning. Sometimes I wondered if there was even a light on in the house besides the studio. And you just started making tracks. We can hear it through your music by the amount of detailed work, lyricism and everything that you're putting in your work. But I'm like, okay, no, I believe this when this is just coming out weekly. I really believe yeah. he loves music. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, eventually, because with Creative Wednesdays, I was just trying to find different different ways to be creative. Like I, I started up because before Creative Wednesdays, it was couch sessions. Yeah. And not knowing people would love that so much to where like I'm, I'm constantly getting asked, like, when are, when are the couch sessions coming back? They're actually coming back very soon. Come so, on. That's awesome. Yeah. But the Creative Wednesdays were uh, my way of trying to uh, sharpen my pen as far as like what kind of songs I could write, forcing myself to write better songs. Uh, and that played a huge part in the album that's coming out. Joy, when did that start, you know, becoming what it is? Was it through Creative Wednesdays and you're like, hey, I have more to say than what I'm doing? Like, when did that begin for you? When quarantine happened, 
pretty much everyone was, was forced to stay home. And because uh, I'm a full-time musician, so I, I play drums full-time out, outside of Field Jack. So pretty much my main source of income kind of just halted for a second. Yeah, because you weren't able to do live shows or anything. Yeah, but that gave me more time to sit down and actually focus on what do I want Field J to be? Is this really something I want to do full-time or is this, or is this a side hobby? Uh, so, I'm pretty, so pretty much like I sat down and was like, oh, I want to make this like a full-time thing. I actually sat down and pretty much the first half of quarantine, just you guys, my wife, like she was just interested. She could hear everything I was creating. I was creating music every day, every day. So pretty much mm-hmm. Joy, the, the, the Joy album started during quarantine. I've written a bunch of songs, uh, but like only a few actually made it on an album. It wasn't even called Joy when I was creating those songs. I was just creating songs. Do you mind sharing what it was going to be called? Uh, Bama Boy. The goal was to kind of share my story, you know, being someone born in Alabama. That's why Southside was... Uh, was yes. <laughs> okay, wait. I don't know why. I love a good song that has like something about like repping someplace. And though I am not from the South, I'm from the Midwest. I feel like I'm a Southerner at heart. Let me tell you, I love a good song with a sense of belonging. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> it makes me super hype. That's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm glad because honestly, I, I almost didn't put it out because I'm like... Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't put it out because I'm like... uh ain't that many people from south that from from alabama you know it's like but but like that not knowing people who aren't even from alabama like love that song it's like oh yeah i'm glad i put that out yeah i mean there's some people who even live on a southern side of a city you know what i mean i feel like we can all relate to again like a sense of belonging i applaud it so continue on i did not mean to cut you off (laughs) so so the the four singles that are already out from the album south side for my people your neighbor is jungle fever no that's that was supposed to be on the bama boy album but i okay. just put that as a single so i think it's three out <laughs> i've looked through your disc- discography you are just like creating music like left and right so it's four now guys because once the pre-order went up for the album if you create an album uh you get a song called saucy uh, that i wrote about my wife is she featured on that at all because she's a beautiful voice i'm actually releasing a deluxe version of this album later in the year where she'll be a part of that. Um, but the first half of this album is uh, pretty much my journey to finding true joy. Like mm-hmm. it's my journey to finding what true joy is and what it means to me. And my prayer and hope is that pe- when people listen to the album, uh, hope is restored if they felt hopeless. Joy is uh, feels tangible it, when it didn't feel tangible at first. You know, that, that's my hope and prayer for this album. Mm-hmm. I know people personally who feel like joy is just not, obtainable at all yeah if i can be a light in someone's life as far as putting out a song or putting out a body of work that can encourage them in a way that like your joy is yours to claim if you want it that's the whole goal of the album i don't know if you're aware of it already uh, this, this year uh, in february uh i lost my little brother in a, in, in, in a car accident i'm so sorry i heard about that and i'm very sorry if anyone had the, the pleasure of meeting marcus he was the epitome of a joyful human being the he was the epitome of someone who loved jesus and wanted to mirror who jesus was joyful and and that's how we were raised just to be joyful people because our dad like just a super he's smiling all the time you know and and, then i'm I'm smiling all the time you know and people are always wondering why we're smiling all the time is uh ever since we experienced having a relationship with jesus it's like we want other people to to feel that that same thing you know like we so like we try we try our best to be light in people's lives and marcus at his celebration i i didn't know how many people he impacted until it was time for the celebration i got on stage and looked at how many people i'm like 
it is crazy yeah. within 26 years of your life, you did more with your life than some people do with 86 years. That's the truth. I'm, I'm carrying the mantle now to where like, I, I, I want to be able to keep his legacy going. Almost at one point, and if, if it wasn't if it, if it was for my brother, sorry if I'm getting off on, on, on a tangent. You were fine. This is what I'm here for. At one point, I almost considered quitting doing Christian music. I, I felt like I wasn't being uh, appreciated as an artist. I'm like, yeah. hey, hey I'm, I'm a little different out here. Like, why is no one paying attention to me? So, and where I, I was letting my pride get the best of me. Mm. Uh, and my brother kind of put me back on, on the right track. He's like, hey, man, do you remember why, why we started this? We started doing music because we want to point people to G. Because if, if it wasn't for Marcus, there would actually be no field job. Wow. He, he started producing first, taught me how to do it. He started singing mm-hmm. first. I've heard him sing and he's amazing as well. Yeah. He's, he's the reason I never wanted to sing when, when, when we were younger because I'm like, he sings like a grown man. We're six years old. Why are you, why are you sound like a grown man? I don't want to sing around you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so funny. He was like my uh, my biggest cheerleader. Like anytime I finish a song, I send it to him. Anytime and like, I, mm-hmm. I cherish his opinion over anybody else's. So anytime he told me a song was trash, I'm not putting it out. It was like, he was he was always nice about it. And I was like, um, man, it sounds different. I'm like, man, just tell me it sucks, bro. <laughs> I, I credit me becoming a better songwriter and better producer to him because like, uh, he will always like help me elevate in certain, in, in certain areas of my life. He was also like at every show, he was my hype man and keys player. It was always a, a certain energy on stage when he was there. Yeah. Before he passed, we were actually talking about building a band for our shows. And sometimes when I think about it, it's almost like he knew he was about to go soon. Just a while, it's the way he was living his life. Really? Uh, and, and how he was preparing me. He wouldn't show up to some shows for some reason. Like it, it was like, because I've never done a show without him. And it was like, he was there. Like since we started in 2013. He was at every show. Wow. And he heard the album. He heard the whole album. That's what I learned was that like you showed Love Your Neighbor to him before. Yes. That was the last song. That's incredible. And it was at our last show. And some told me to tell him uh, to to show the song to him in person uh, because I always texted him and he'll text me back like a a bunch of fire emojis if he liked it. And he'll call me if I start screaming on the phone. (laughs) But but, but some told me to show him that song because that was the last song I created for the album. Very last song. He uh, said, Big Fella, this is because he called called everybody Big Fella. (laughs) So I was like, hey, Big Fella, this is literally the best song you ever made. Wow. To get that last stamp of approval from him Mm -hmm. uh, for for the best album I ever made in my life. I'm like, okay. This album has to it, it it has to do something. It has to change someone. It has to impact someone's life, change someone's perspective. Has to do something, yeah, uh, in order to impact somebody's life. Because I, I, my brother thought it was literally the, the best thing I ever made. Having completed the album before he passed, still in a fresh season of grieving, do you believe the message of the album still? Like, man, like what has that done to your heart? Because even hearing the moments where you say like he for some reason didn't show up to a show, you know, like had some a prior engagement or you felt like you needed to share a song with him at a certain time. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like just working through both of you in this album and like the name change of the album. Like, I feel like it's written all over to like, what has that done to you to have to by the Spirit's leading present an album with the single word joy when you probably have not felt that? It's amazing how... Like I said, uh, I said previously, where like I just wrote these songs during quarantine, not knowing my brother was going to pass in February. I've been listening to the album for the past few months on repeat, and it's like these songs I've written in quarantine—they're speaking to my spirit in this in this season of my life. Every time I would listen to it, I would start crying because I'm like, 
I didn't, I was just writing these songs, not knowing I was writing them for me. If they're impacting me, without a doubt, someone's gonna 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 listen to this album and their life's gonna be changed. Yeah, their life's gonna be impacted. I could have easily blamed God for everything that happened, but even it's crazy that the day I found out, even in that, in that time, uh, even uh, of me mourning and grieving over him, I felt a, I felt the overwhelming peace mm-hmm. where like I know he's in the presence of God right now because he loved Jesus. And anyone that knew him knew he loved Jesus. The way he lived his life knew he loved Jesus. I found joy in that, knowing that like death to 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 die is to is to gain for anyone who believes in Christ. He's not here. I am not, I'm not gonna see him for another 80 years or so. Okay. When I see him again, I'm never gonna miss him again because I'm going to be with him for eternity. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm, I've been finding joy just in that, in that truth that I will see him again and I'll never have to worry about missing him again. It's so interesting to see. And again, like to give credit to like what God's doing, but like, it's like loss. And then this album, which is mm-hmm. an entity of itself, but then also like you guys are welcoming a baby boy into this world and like holding both grief mm-hmm. and celebration. Like, I mean, what's that doing to you as well? Cause I just, I am seeing the layers like, yeah, there's I, a lot of them because we weren't expecting that to happen. But the same month that my brother passed was the same month Shana got pregnant. Wow, it blew us away. I was a literal puddle when she told me she, uh, she, she was pregnant. If I could ask you just yeah. very vulnerably, did part of it make you almost sad that, like, like was it hard to accept good news when you were still grieving at the time for a brief moment? Yes, because like. For one, I was sad that my son won't be able to meet his uncle, who would have been like a phenomenal uncle. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, okay, I have an opportunity to raise someone to be like Marcus in the sense. Because like, like, I'm, I'm sure I have, I have permission to share this. If you don't, I will cut it out later and it'll be all Gucci. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so pretty much uh, we're naming our son Kingston Marcus Baggin. Oh my goodness. I yeah, love that. So what a powerful name. What a strong name. Marcus means warrior. I wanted to honor my brother in, in some way, not just with this album, uh, but with my son. I'm going to always make sure my son mm-hmm. knows who his uncle was and knows his uncle had a huge part in who Phil J is, who Phil J has become. God's amazing. And my dog is barking right now. No, <laughs> all good. Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Phil J to talk about the Still With UT. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's been my most recent project that I have been so excited to share with you alongside celebrating the 100th episode of Still With You. As you know, the name behind the podcast is not a man-made mantra. Still With You is a promise straight from scripture, Psalms 139.18. I love that we have the ability to sport this message on a t-shirt, which is why I, along with the help of my friends, formed a a stylish neutral tea for you to share this message in your everyday life. You can find more information on my website, coleybrowning.com. There is a pre-order form for you to fill out. If you'd love to snag yourself a shirt, all profits from shirt sales will be donated to nonprofit organizations fighting human trafficking along the Gulf Coast. This is a cause that is near and dear to my heart. $25 plus free shipping you have until August 24th. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be so much fun when we are all styling our shirts together. And again, visit coleybrowning.com com slash shop for more information. Do you live in Alabama or are you in Nashville? 
Uh, I'm in Daphne right now, uh, Daphne, Alabama. I couldn't figure out where you were. Like I'd see pictures with Ben or so- and stuff, but I'm like, is that in Nashville? Or like, do you often, is do you, am I making that up? Maybe I'm making that up. Do you go to Nashville? Me and my wife visit Nashville ever so often. The label that I'm signed to is actually Nashville. So I would go up sometimes to go talk with them or, or just see a friend or so, because because Shayna has friends in Nashville. So, but yeah, we love Nashville. I know that a lot of the music you create starts within the process of your home is the entire album did you do it from your house or did you how does mm-hmm. that work like could you give us a behind the scenes pretty much i am responsible for everything i pretty much i produce all the music i record it with this mic and i mix and master it here oh my goodness you're a team of 10 yeah <laughs> and like the only thing my label is responsible for is just distributing the music where it needs to go number one well done like i'm amazed i never <laughs> dreamed that that's why i actually didn't even know if you lived in alabama because i was like i think he has like a team or something or whatever <laughs> in nashville so that's incredible okay so a lot of my friends and including myself a lot of the friends who listen to the show they're doing their own little independent things where they're either themselves a team of three like a team of four like they're doing many jobs i sometimes feel like that myself because i pretty much run the podcast by myself what is that like being independent but dependent on god but also just like when you kind of like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm using my Google search bar, but at least that's how I work. I'm like, I'm, I'm just Googling I'm everything. <laughs> but t- talk to those people and even me, like, what do we need to know about how to do this well in the long haul? I've been doing this since 2013. There's always room to grow. Even since I've been doing this t- since, t- since 2013, I'm always learning stuff. The software I use or just like how uh, I can better use my time and resources to benefit me in the long run. So I always encourage uh, artists who are looking, because I'm always going to ask questions like, do you have your own setup? How how do you do all, I I do all this. It's like, I always encourage artists if they can to learn a certain software. If you play an instrument, learn how to use that instrument to to better elevate your platform. I play drums. Pretty much the way I make my music, I translate what I know from drums over to my production. It's mainly using your your primary giftings, cultivating your primary gifts, and that will play over into everything else you do. I'm not a solid keys player. I'm not. But I have a love for music so much to where like there's a certain sound that I have. That's what I'm getting to. I'm trying to get to it. I can honestly say... I have a very distinct sound from a lot of artists. Yeah. And I've worked very hard to get to this point. I can hear it too. There's so many people trying to be artists in this industry where like you need to stand out. It doesn't benefit you if, you, if you're trying to sound like the next big artist. It's more beneficial with you trying to create your own thing. I have certain influences that have inspired the way I create music where you have like John Bellion, Andy Mineo, KB, and a few yeah. others, Fred Hammond. Like it, it's, it's so many artists that inspire the way I create and the way I approach music where like I'll use these influences to help me create a sound that I'm, I'm, I'm that I have in my head it takes a while to finally get to that point where like okay I find my sound this album joy when you hear it I have found my you've already heard three songs from it <laughs> I've I found it that's amazing it may take a while to actually find what, what it is that when someone hears it they hear oh that's immediately that's that's, that's this person like when someone hears me they'll know it's Phil J I worked forever to try and distinguish myself from everybody else in the industry. It's good to hear like, hey, you don't sound like anybody else. Yeah. It's always good to see and hear that pe- people see the progress that you've made trying to 
create your own sound. And I think it's good to remember that that was 2013. Like, it's not like this happened overnight. (laughs) So it's a lot of grinding, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, I'm sure. Indeed. Yeah. I didn't start actually recording my own stuff until 2014. My first project was recorded because I I played drums with a, uh, I I toured with a group uh, in 2013. And I said, you don't have to pay me, just record my first album free oh really wow like i'm like i, I don't want any money I, I knew i wanted to do music full-time at, at some point in my life uh mm-hmm. and uh it was i was like you know i want to i don't i don't have the resources to create a project y'all have it i'll play drums for this tour for free and y'all just record the whole thing that's <laughs> amazing well speaking of touring and thank you by the way thank you for all that advice i'm like i definitely like i'm always i'm hoping that helped i definitely like it encourages me to see like your level of excellence and professionalism and to know it just takes time and prayer and perseverance for someone who's also battling fear if they're like year four into this and they're like hey i'm still getting scared like showing up for everything like what do we do (laughs) you you will have those days those where you're like okay i don't know if this is working i think i should do something else Uh quitting should never be an option when it's something you're passionate about if you're passionate about it there's a reason you're god gave you that passion for a reason there's a reason you're passionate about what you're passionate about so quitting mm-hmm. doesn't benefit you or anyone else in the long run because I, I almost thought about quitting and quitting yeah. in 2016 if i did there's no way i could have impacted the lives that i have now it's like you, you quitting means like someone else is missing out right. on, on the opportunity to be impacted by you yeah so if you ever think about quitting view it that way like Someone needs to hear your message. Someone needs to hear you, like hear from you. Like There's a reason you're Mm -hmm. doing what you're doing because someone particularly needs to hear something from you. I'm so glad you didn't quit for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned touring. Are you planning any shows with the upcoming album? Are you having any live events? Because the world's kind of moving towards where we're having live events. Can we expect any of that from you soon or anything exciting that's happening that I would, we'd love to know. August 20th is actually my album release party that'll be happening in Mobile. But after, then after that, I'm doing a, a small local tour. I'll be doing Daphne, Pensacola, and Mississippi. Come on. Pretty much going to all the churches that I, I, I've performed at. I love Hillcrest and Pensacola. They've always been good to me. That'll definitely be one of the stops. I haven't announced this yet, but but I'll, I'll keep you put it out. This episode will drop August 17th. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> I already have four stops lined up. And since you're in, in Pensacola... Yeah, uh, it's like Hillcrest, you know. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited that you have some shows after the 20th because I'm like, I cannot make the 20th. I will be out of state, but I will be there. Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it'll be the beginning of September where the tour actually starts. It'll pretty much start off as a local tour and then it'll branch off into a more broader tour where I'm doing Atlanta, Dallas, pretty much hitting the cities that listen to my music the most. What is something that you always do on tour? Do you have a tradition or something that you enjoy about specifically about being on tour? I love asking what are people's favorite restaurants and like while I'm on tour, I try to like go to these restaurants because uh, it was the thing that me, that me and my brother did all the time. Yes. He loved food. I, he ate so much food. <laughs> so we just, we just made the thing like, hey, let's find the most popular spot in town. Yes. Or the not so popular spot in town that people love just to find really good food. Uh, wherever, wherever I am. You and I travel the same way because I'm like, skip the tourism. I want where the locals are going, like the tradition, exactly. where's all the history. And it's so funny because I feel like a tour guide when I take people to cities I've never been to because I just use Instagram and I'm like, where are the people posting? That's where I'm going. <laughs> we would get along on tour. Oh, That'd be- most definitely. <laughs> 
for sure. That's so awesome. Well, that's so exciting. Okay. So Daphne, Mississippi, and then Pensacola. And then obviously your home show is going to be the first one, August 20th. Is it both you and Shayna? Are you both going? She'll probably and most definitely come to most of them, uh, if, if not all of them. I, I know she'll be at the first one. I've never done an album release party. I've, I've had four albums. Well, six technically, mm-hmm. but, but I've never done a release party ever. It was always that fear of like, is anyone going to show up? Those four albums or six albums were just my journey to finding who Phil J was. You know, and it's like now I've landed on who he, uh, who Phil J is. Yep. With my sound, everything. I'm like, okay, I've got to do album release party. And I, and I believe in this album so much. I've never created an album that I believed in this much. Not to say my previous albums I didn't believe in, but this one here is speaking to me in such a way that none of my other albums did. This is special. So that's why I'm, I'm going all out for it. And I also have a machine behind me th- 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 yeah. this time. I have a label behind me. I have to go big. I have to go, go, go hard or go home pretty much truly what a way to like let the album's message speak for itself you're gonna bring so much joy by getting people together and we're hungry Mm -hmm. to get together we're hungry to listen to (laughs) loud music that like we can feel all through our body when we're against the speaker like that's me i'm like at the front like let the music hit me like a wave yes Yes, congratulations on everything that you've accomplished and family i'm so excited for you guys i'm gonna share all of the dates for tour and you know just hopefully get our friends excited about this and to come out i'll see you in pensacola if you will oh okay i i, I can't wait for that show because I, I just love it chris i'm excited to meet you in person and to um experience all the south side live <laughs> um okay. Coley, thank you so much for having me be a part of this. Uh, it, it was a complete honor and privilege. Of course. The final question that we always ask, because the show is called Still With You, the message from that just comes from Psalms 139.18. So I always ask my friends, and I'll ask you, so like, Phil, where is God still with you? God has been present with me in this season of mourning and grieving over the closest friend I ever had. God has Showing himself to be true, showing himself to be true to his word, where he he never leaves his children. Yeah, he never leaves us, and uh, he's just been present in this entire season. He's been present through my entire life, but in this particular season, he's shown himself to be true, truthful, true to his word, and but but present. And he's been mm-hmm. my comfort and my peace in this time. That's how God is still with me. Well, I'm grateful that we get to see how God has spoke to you, that you we get to see that expressed through your voice and through your view. And this album feels like a testimony. And I'm grateful for that. Please come back. You have an open mic here anytime. I can't wait to hang out with you again. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh, this conversation is one of my new favorites. I absolutely loved hanging out with Phil J. And I am so excited for all of us to listen to and experience Joy, his fourth album, together. Plus, if you are in any of the cities that Phil J mentioned, make sure you attend a show. I for sure will be there at the Pensacola Stop, and I cannot wait to see you if you're going to be there. To connect with Phil J, you can find him online. His website is philjmusic.com, or you can find him on social media. All of the ways that you can connect with him will be in the show notes of this episode, which you can find on my website, coleybrowning.com. If there is anything that you need, prayer, encouragement, advice, learning how to podcast, I want to be the friend to help you and I am so thankful for you taking a moment out of your week to spend with us on Still With You. This podcast is more like a prayer project because I pray over every single one of you who listens each week and I really do believe that God is working in your life whether you can see it or not and 
having conversations like this with Phil, Jay, and what is important. I want you to know that you're loved. Your life matters. Jesus has a plan and purpose for you and that you are not alone. That is the message of this podcast, that he is still with you. And I hope even for a brief moment, you can believe this today. Until next week, be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you. Songs helping you to thrive